Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, the word of God says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And let's pray. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to look at your word one more time, that we can study something that is is so ingrained in many of us, but we need to know why so we can teach others. And maybe the there are people that, that don't understand the importance of this concept, and, and uh, I pray that you'd help us to not just to know it and understand it, but to practice it so that we can be more like Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. The obvious element in this verse is that of prayer. And of course, we could spend a long time just talking about prayer and the importance of prayer and when to pray and how to pray. And We've done that over and over through the years. The thing I want to bring out of this passage for this evening's Bible study is the Bible says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out. I want to talk to you about this subject, five Bible reasons for early rising. Five Bible reasons for early rising or getting up early. You know, there's a lot of things we do as humans that we just take for granted. There are a lot of things we do as a culture. I was talking to someone this week and we were having a conversation about there are so many things, so many benefits that we have in America culturally just from being a part of a Christian nation. Our, Christian had a, our nation have had a Christian foundation founded by Christians, uh, and the founding fathers were very particular about that, not just religionists, they said, but Christians uh, America was founded by. And we have the benefit of this Judeo-Christian uh, history and values, and we were talking about another country, and he was bringing something up in another country, and they, they did things so different and things that were so uh, illogical. Uh, and, and in a situation that just didn't make much sense and it wasn't very helpful that we take for granted every day. And that's because we, as a culture, as American culture, still have a lot of biblical roots and a biblical foundation. Uh, and a lot of countries don't have that. They don't have the benefit of that. Uh, you've seen that probably if you've been alive very long as America has gone throughout the world in the last 30 years trying to free people and let them have democracy once they had the ability to choose liberty they often didn't they didn't know what to do with their freedom it's not like it's not like oh you have the freedom to choose now so now you're going to choose things that are based on a, a biblical a mindset and the things that are best for you. you. know, oftentimes when people have freedom, they don't choose what's best for them. And oftentimes they go back to the same things that, that weren't working before. And so we are very blessed to have this idea of, of a Judeo-Christian background. You're seeing that now today, this, uh, all this talk about the, the patriarchy and and all this modern mumbo-jumbo, you know, they use all these big words just talking about how terrible America is and how awful our culture is. And uh, they, they were talking recently about how a study came out saying that going to work was racist. 
And I think the saying that only white people go to work is probably one of the most racist things I've ever heard. But they don't see their own racism. You know, their idea of fighting racism is to be racist themselves. They talked about getting to work early was white privilege and uh, part of the patriarchy that needs to be torn down. You know, all of these things that we take for granted, like hard work, going to work, getting there early, doing a good job, all of these things were somehow some terrible thing. And no, really what happened is we have a culture where you can draw all of these things back to a biblical principle. And isn't it interesting that it's the people who reject the Bible that are also rejecting things like work, doing a good job, merit, uh, any type of standard of holiness, righteousness, common sense. And the further you get away from this book, the more unhinged people are going to become come from the very things that, that we take for granted. You know, this whole idea of gender roles, how archaic. Yeah, it's archaic all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, God made them male and female. And so the thing I'm going to show you today is something that I think maybe a lot of young people have never really considered. Uh, Most of the people in the room are going to live this and practice this, and it changes from time to time based on your situation and health and such. But there is a biblical precedent and good reason to get up in the morning and get things done. It's biblical. It's Christ-like to get up in the morning and get things done. You know, God made the earth with this beautiful thing called time, and time is based on a lot of different factors, but the most obvious is morning and evening, day and night. And God programmed into us this idea that when it's daytime, that's when we should be awake doing things. And when it's nighttime, that's when we should be asleep, allowing our bodies to rejuvenate. God built an internal clock into our bodies. This is often called the circadian rhythm. One website defines circadian rhythms as physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour cycle. These processes respond primarily to light and dark and affect most living things, including animals and plants and microbes. So basically, much of God's creation functions in this this, uh, format of day and night. And certain things happen during the day, and certain things happen during the night. And everything, even to microbes, have this kind of built-in internal clock that we, we must acknowledge. However, that's being lost today. I think part of it is the idea of electricity. You know, imagine if we didn't have electricity, it would be, uh, you'd be burning candles at night, and you probably wouldn't burn your candles until 1, 2, 3 in the morning most nights if, um, if uh, things, everything was equal. We have comfort you know, we have heat and uh, central air and, and central heat and all these things that make it comfortable for us to create an artificial environment to break the laws of night and day. And all of us have fallen prey to this in the age of 24-hour entertainment. 
It's easy to just, you're tired, but you're going to do one more show. You're tired, but you're going to wait for the news. You know, you're watching something and one more video pops up. Well, one more. And then one more cat video. And then one more of this. And one more. In the the age of 24-hour entertainment, we must not lose sight of God's plan for early morning productivity. Uh, We see this in the bus route all the time. Oftentimes, the kids are pretty much unsupervised in the evenings. Their parents, uh, think about this statement, they don't just let them stay up late, they don't know how to make them go to bed. My mom knew how to make me go to bed, but they just don't know. They don't know how to make them go to bed, they don't know how to make them wake up, the kids just kind of do whatever they want, and nowadays they've got uh, Xboxes and Playstations and TVs and uh, a lot of kids have TVs in their rooms. I think that's a pretty bad idea to give a, a child unlimited electronics in their bedroom and say, see you in the morning. Uh, and then we wonder why they're grouchy and grumpy and uh, all day the, the next day. Uh, a lot of these kids, they stay up all night, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It's not uncommon you'll have a 10-year-old say, yeah, I stayed up all night. What would you do? Oh, I played games. And then they fail in school and and have obedience issues and all of these things. And so one of the best things we can learn to do is just go to bed at night. Even for all of us, there's got to be a certain time where you turn stuff off and you go to bed. And that, that would help all of us. Late nights equal unproductive mornings. I think that's a fairly obvious statement. You stay up late, you're not going to be as sharp in the morning. I think it's still important to get up in the morning, but we know that there's a trade-off. So I think that just as by way of introduction, in these days of if, if we're going to learn how to get up in the morning, we've got to learn to go to bed. Here's a, a medical fact that's kind of shocking, but I often think about it whenever I want to be sleeping but can't. <laughs> and there are those times, too, when you want to be asleep and you can't. Every hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. It's just the way the body works. Our bodies repair better if we go to bed sooner. It's better to go to bed before midnight and get up early than to stay up late and sleep in late. It's just the way our bodies tend to work. And so every hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. And then I think if you, if you want to get in a good habit, the answer is to wake up regardless of what time you went to bed. You say, I'm going to be tired in the morning. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> you know, so let's say you, you're not tired, so you stay up too late. And then you get up the next morning and you're tired. You know what you're going to do the next night? You're going to go to bed. (laughs) So the the way to break it, don't wait until you go to bed on time. No, just get up when you're supposed to. And then your body will get tired enough where it's like, I need to sleep. (laughs) And when you wake up, there's a couple uh, simple things you can do to help yourself wake up. Uh, The science tells us, and this is real science, not the kind that they've been pawning around the last two or three years. Uh, The way caffeine works is caffeine works better if you don't 
drink it as soon as you get up in the morning. It works better if you give yourself 30 minutes to an hour at least after you've been awake. Caffeine doesn't give you energy. It actually has to do with something called adenosine receptors, and it blocks these receptors. So you have this thing when you get tired, we get this chemical in our body called adenosine that builds up. And normally it's got receptors that kind of receive that, and that's what makes us tired and we go to sleep. Caffeine blocks those receptors so the adenosine can build up more than usual in our system. That's why people crash when they come off caffeine, because once those receptors are open, it's like all at once. And so it's just kind of, you just kind of crash. But the idea of using coffee strategically, but don't use it as like a, an adrenaline shot in the morning to wake up, because you're going to have a fall off later that morning. If you can wait at least 30 minutes before you get your cup of coffee, your body seems give your body a chance to kind of absorb some of that, uh, those chemicals uh, in your, your system, and then it will help you. And then there's a couple things you can do to help yourself wake up in the morning. One is so simple, gulp 12 ounces of water, 10 to 12 ounces of water. And don't sip it, you want to gulp it. And what it does is when you gulp it, it fills the esophagus and it kind of wakes up the esophagus and your digestive system all at once. If you sip it, it just kind of doesn't have the same effect. But if you just, in the morning, gulp, 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 it's like you'll just feel all this kind of wake up and that kind of gets your body going. And then stretching, you know, if you stretch your body, especially you get a little bit older, you get stiff, stretch your back, stretch your, your hamstrings, kind of reach up towards the sky, you know, stretch your your chest and, and everything else, and get those things moving. That sends chemical signals to the body. Get sunlight in the morning. As soon as the sun gets up, get some on your face. That helps reset the circadian rhythm regularly where you're getting this sunlight. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a 15 to 20-minute walk outside, and the sunlight's even better. But the idea is get up, get moving, and say, I'm gonna, I've got things to do, and the body automatically responds to that. We've also all had lazy mornings where we don't get up and get moving, and then it's like your body just kind of settles back in, and now you're like behind all day long. The important thing to do is if you wake up, and some days you will, you'll wake up on time and you'll be so tired by noon, a 20-minute power nap can make all the difference. 20 to 30 minutes is about the sweet spot where if you can fall asleep and wake up, it resets the body even chemically and hormonally without engaging REM sleep. If you sleep for 45 minutes to an hour and you engage REM sleep, that's when you wake up more tired than you went to sleep before. So uh, a 20-minute power nap is, is better than any, any drug on the market just for kind of resetting yourself and getting a, a second win. Now, we, we understand all this, but what happens if we can't get up early? You know, some jobs require us to work different shifts. I've worked third shift. I've worked, I've worked second shift, first shift. Third shift's difficult when you're going to work, when everybody else is waking up. And I'll tell you, those of you that do that and have done it, it's hard on the body. It's your body kind of rebels against it. After a while, you can kind of get into a rhythm, but then spring comes and summer comes, and it's like your body doesn't want to go to bed. It wants to be out moving and doing stuff. And so that can be difficult. Some life situations like a new baby. You know, you have a new baby, and that baby doesn't know what time it is. <laughs> you know, and and they, they don't care what time it is. They're, they need attention at certain times. And so there are some of those stretches where you just have to 
work through things. Certain things like illness. There are illnesses that, you know, you can't sleep because of the pain. My wife's often in that situation where uh, her body's in such turmoil all the time. She doesn't have normal uh, rhythms. She, she, she has to oftentimes wait until her uh, fatigue and exhaustion overrides the pain. And then often she's waking up in pain. And so uh, sometimes people get sleep disorders and different things like that. But let me just caution you. Oftentimes the prescription drug will help for a little bit and make things worse. Things like Ambien and, and stuff like that, uh, they work for a while and then they work less and less over time. Uh, it's much better to try to find these other ways like, uh, like we've talked about before. And then there's a balance between getting enough sleep but not sleeping too much. Hold your place here and look at Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6. And now let's look at the Bible a little bit after giving you some introduction. Proverbs chapter 6, sleep is, is important. But too much sleep is as bad as not enough sleep. So Proverbs chapter 6, and look at verse 9. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? And sluggard is a, a Bible word for a lazy person. You know, slugs don't move very fast, do they? they? They don't get a lot done. And so a sluggard's a lazy person. They're not very productive. Uh, how long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep and a little slumber and a little folding of the hands of sl- to sleep... So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. So as one that traveleth would be like a homeless person. You know, if, if you sleep too much, that leads to poverty. And there's a lot of people that just don't have enough because they're lazy. Now there's a lot of people nowadays that don't have enough because of inflation, all kinds of different things. It's getting tough out there in some ways. But there's always been people that didn't have enough because they were lazy. And too much sleep, laziness leads to poverty. And then thy want as an armed man. And it, this, you can get into a place where someone doesn't have the character just to get up and work. But they get to the place of such want where they'll be willing to rob you rather than go to work. I've literally had guys tell me, why would I get a job when I can go out in the corner and sell drugs for an hour and make more money than you make in a week? That's a mix of greed and laziness. Yeah, you know, why would they go to work if they can just take what you have? That's greed and laziness. It's far better, and in the Bible we won't take time to look at this tonight, but the book of Proverbs particularly, it's far better just to learn to work hard. Get up, get moving, learn some skills, work hard, make the world a better place, make yourself useful, and then uh, you'll have uh, a better life for sure. Now let me show you five reasons, five Bible reasons for early rising or getting up early. Number one, Christ rose early as our example. And we looked at Mark, Mark chapter 1, verse 35, and in the morning... Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And so Christ rose up early. And sometimes you need to get up earlier than others. This was a very 
important time in the life of Christ, so he had more to do. He had he needed to pray more. He had some important decisions to make. And there are times when you're just going to get less sleep. You just got to get up earlier. You know, there are times when when uh, I'm getting up crazy early. There are times when I'm falling asleep earlier than usual because I've gone, gotten up super early and and uh, gone hard all day. Uh, the, but it's it's the morning. That morning time is is so valuable. Look at Luke chapter twenty one, Gospel of Luke. <laughs> Chapter 21, and we see in verse 37, And in the day he was teaching in the temple, and at night he went out and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to him in the temple for to hear him. So this tells us two things. Number one is Christ was in the temple early. He got up early. He had a lot of people to minister to. He, had a, he wanted to accomplish a lot, so he got up early. But then notice other people got up early to go see him and to hear him. And listen, folks, there's a lot of people in our day and age where they just don't want to get up and go to church. They, they, they don't think church is worth getting up for. Uh, and I think that's absolutely wrong. Of all the things that we do in the morning, meeting God is one of them. On Sunday, that's in God's house. During the rest of the week, that's in our personal devotions. But uh, all the people came early in the morning to hear him. Christ rose early as our example. And then in John chapter 8, verse 2, it says, And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught him. So Christ rose early as our example. If you want to be like Jesus, one way to do it is to get up in the morning. Number two, early rising is a prerequisite for obedience. Early rising is a prerequisite for obedience to God. And we see this in our devotions. Look at the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. <clears throat> In chapter 5, <coughs> Psalm chapter 5, we see in verse 3, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and I will look up. So the psalmist said, I'm going to get up in the morning and pray. Yet when I was first saved, I don't remember how long it was, but I used to pray at night. And I'd get, I'd get up and go to school and go about my day, and then at night before I went to bed, I would have some get out my Bible and and pray. And then one day it hit me, why am I getting beat up all day long? And then I come and get God's help at night. Why not get his help in the morning before I get beat up? And so I started praying and reading my Bible in the morning. And it really was helpful. Look at Psalm 59. Psalm 59 and verse 16, but I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. So here, he's singing in the morning. He's spending time with God. And these are songs of devotion, songs of worship. Uh, he's going to get up and, and sing, and he's going to get up and pray. Look at Psalm 63. Psalm 63. 
and verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. What was he thirsty for? Verse 2, to see thy power and thy glory. Those are good things to be thirsty for, aren't they? But here he said, I will seek thee early. Uh, and we ought to seek the Lord early. Psalm eighty-eight, thirteen. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, in the morning shall my uh, prayer prevent thee. We see not only uh, it's necessary to, to rise early to obey God with devotions, but to obey God in His commands. Genesis chapter 22, verse 3, Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place of which God had told him. It's awful hard to wake up late, be behind in the morning, and then please God with your day. Awful hard to do that. Because you're just behind. Now you're playing catch up all day long. But what if you could get up in the morning and get some peace and get some joy and get some of God's help. And then you, you, you get a start on the day. You think about what you have to do. And you, you make a plan. And you, you're not so uh, stressed out all day trying to fit it all in. Then we see in Proverbs 31, the discharge of daily duties. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs 31, verse 15, She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough job just to be a housewife. And the feminism and all this other stuff has pretty much taught a couple generations of ladies now that if you want to have any meaning in life, you need to, to get a job and go out and make money and, and what the studies are telling us now is that that feels good if you're in your 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. But the happiness level crashes and burns for ladies that follow that when they're in their 50s and 60s and 70s. Uh, there is no greater joy than for a lady to be a wife and mother. It doesn't mean you can't work in the right situations and, and if your family structured properly and you and your husband agree and all these things, don't, don't fall into these traps of, oh, you're trying to hold us down. That's such ridiculous. What I'm trying to say is there is nothing that is a, a, a greater job. The Bible even says in the New Testament that a lady saves herself through childbirth. Not talking about spiritual salvation. It's talking about meaning and the idea that that she is a, a wife and a mother and making a difference in her family and in the world. Listen, there's no joy if you're on a cruise in your 60s and you don't have anybody to go home to. You might have all kinds of money. But there's nobody to go home to. You don't have any kids at Christmas. There's no joy in that. But more and more people today are saying, oh, I'm never going to have kids. Kids are in the way. Kids are a nuisance. Kids are expensive. One of the best things you could do is just be a, a wife and a mother. And for you men, the most important thing you do is not your work. It's your family stuff. Now, you need to work in order to take care of your family. But, but mentally, priority, family is first. God, family, and then everything else. And what this verse is telling us, that it's a hard job to be a wife and mother. You say, well, well what do you do all day if you don't work? You know, someone might say to a housewife or a mother, what do you do all day if you don't work? Work. 
you know, making meals and, and, and everything else that goes along with that. Uh, I, as, as um, someone with a sick wife, I have to make a lot of meals. And I tell you what, making a meal from scratch, it doesn't take 30 minutes. And oftentimes not an hour. If you want to make a dinner from scratch and a nice healthy dinner enough for, for a good amount of people, you're looking at a couple hours. That's one meal, not counting all the others. And so the discharge of daily duties. You know, guys, you got to get up and work, and whether that's 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, travel, whatever, we still have to mow the lawn, we still have to, to take out the trash, we've still got to take care of our family responsibilities. If we're going to do everything that's required of us, we can't be sleeping in all the time. Uh, and we've got to be careful of that. All right, so reasons to rise early. Number one, Christ rose early as our example. Number two, early rising as a prerequisite for our obedience. Number three, the ungodly rise early for wickedness. Now, you have some part of the ungodly that they're, they're sleeping in because they were up carousing all night, Right? But you've got another part of the ungodly where they are very determined to do ungodly things. They are very determined to, to change the culture, to, to uh, exert their ungodly influence. Let me give you a verse. You can write it down, look it up later. Micah chapter 2, verse 1. Woe unto them that devise iniquity and work evil upon their beds. So even, even when they're still in bed, they go to bed thinking about it, they wake up thinking about it. And then it goes on to say, when the morning is light, they practice it because it is in the power of thy hand. There are ungodly people that wake up early so they can get busy doing wickedness. And we want to make sure that the, we're not being outworked by ungodly people when we have such a higher calling. Number four, early rising illustrates spiritual diligence. Look at Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, and look at verses 11 and 12, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Look at the next two verses. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness and chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Those things happen at night, the party lifestyle, the drinking, the immorality. A lot of that happens during the night. Uh, Verse 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And here he's talking about just like in the physical world, people get up early, they get working, they get moving. Those that stay up late at night, you know, the old timers used to say there's not much good that happens after 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> just name me some good things that happen. You might be able to cherry pick a few. Let's go up to Providence tonight after 1030 and find some good, good hearty uh, things that are good for us to do. No, that's, that, that's when the, the wickedness is, is rampant. The, nowadays, they're so bold that they do it during the daytime too. But it's even more so at night. 
and, and the Bible here is likening to this. There are a lot of people who are walking around spiritually asleep. They're awake physically, but spiritually they're asleep. They're sleeping in. They're not committed. They're not getting stuff done. Matter of fact, some of them are, are partaking in the wantonness and the, the foolishness of the world. But the Bible says, no, wake up. Wake up. Put on the armor of light. Walk honestly. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make not provision for the flesh. And so uh, early rising illustrates spiritual diligence. And I'll tell you this. Getting up early is one of those linchpin activities that if you do that, it seems like other things kind of fall into place. There are certain activities that if you do, it makes, it makes a lot of other things easier. And getting up early is one of those things. Uh, and then lastly, and we won't take time to develop this, early rising is exemplified by Bible characters. I've got verses here, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joshua, Gideon, Samuel, David, Mary, the apostles all rose up early to accomplish different things. Uh, and we have to have this idea that uh, we're going to try to be like the Lord Jesus. Jesus was an early riser. God made us to be productive in the mornings. You say, well, I'm a light person. I'm a morning person. There is some meaning to that. But also, you can change. I, by nature, was an evening person, but it wasn't working for me. I wasn't getting enough done. You can change yourself to become a morning person. It's not like you're just in this prison forever and I have to stay up late and sleep in. No, no, you can, you can change that uh, by God's grace and help. But God made us to be productive in the morning. <laughs> Go to bed. Wake up regardless of what time you went to bed. Take a nap if necessary. Organize your life to get the most you can out of your mornings. Here's a task I want all of you to try to work on this week. Strive to complete the most difficult task of the day by noon. Don't put it off. Don't wait till the end of the day. I mean, sometimes you can't help it. Just do it first. You're fresh in the morning. You think... I used to, and I still do sometimes, have to work all hours of the night. And uh, there are every month I have at least a couple days where it's well into the morning while I'm taking care of stuff or doing stuff. And I remember my wife started saying this, and as a good husband, it took me a while to listen to her. Uh, that was funny. Because that's what we do. Our wife says something smart, and we're like, yeah, that sounds kind of smart, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And then finally, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, you were right. Uh, my wife began to notice that the later I stayed up, and especially if it's like midnight, 1 a.m., and I've been up since early in the morning, I'm still moving and getting stuff done, but I am so inefficient with what I'm doing that she used to say, Paul, if you just go to bed and get a good night's sleep and then start in the morning, even if you got up early, just get up a little early and do it in the morning, you'll be better. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. You know, and... Making progress. But I found that to be true. You might, even when you have late nights and stuff, there is a time where you're just not, it's not productive anymore. Go to bed, get up a little early if you have to in the morning, 
But try to structure your day so that you complete the most difficult task of your day by noon. And you'll find that alone gives you a much less stressful afternoon if you can just get those difficult things done early. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the truth. Something so practical, but yet something that we need to be reminded of sometimes and that uh, it's biblical. It's not just a decent idea or something that some people do. It's not a cultural thing. It's, it's biblical. And Lord, I've got times in my life where uh, I'm forced to stay up late or work different shifts or uh, sickness, uh, all these types of things that come in, and it, it can make things difficult. I pray for those that work second and third shifts, and they, their bodies constantly fighting to try to to try to to be stable with their sleep and and such. And I've been there, and I pray for them. And Lord, I pray for those that have small children and and health difficulties and challenges. But Lord, we do ask that you'd help us to see ourselves as victors and not victims, and that you would give us wisdom 